kind of grew up in independent record shops in the revolver in bristol was my kind of second home really and uh um uh and i mean how for you does the quality of shopping in an independent record shop vary from going to a big chain retailer like uh flop or whatever it's called fop Martin Mills you have in it who says we're not trying to sell people what they want we're trying to sell people what they don't want yet which is One of the things that uh, um, that watching your film uh, inspired in me was for me to get my turntable out and uh, rig it up in the kitchen, and I've been rediscovering great all the stacks of vinyl that are in my sitting room that I haven't listened to for a while. So I'm very grateful for that. And, that, and, and the, it was a thing that was that I was really um, uh, imp- uh, amazed by. I think in the film has been the resurgence of vinyl. You know, there's a there's a, a medium which as far as most people are concerned, has been long discarded to the dustbin of history and car boot sales. And it's an incredible kind of revival of a medium which everyone thought had, had disappeared. And what's, where, where's that come from and what wider lessons do you think we can learn from that? Well, I think this is what's fantastic that you've dug your record player out and, 
great format for them because it was small, it was compact, and they could, you know, they could they could rack it out, and it wouldn't take up, up, up much space. I think I think you know the people realise that the music industry uh, conned everybody really. You know, I mean that's the only word I can think of. Uh, when the CD came out, you know they convinced us all that the quality was better, um, but it was in their interest because. Um, what the music industry did was that they said to the artists, "Oh, we, we've, you know, we've, um, we've invented this great new format. We can't pay you as much royalties as we can as we've been paying you on on records." So, of course, the music industry wanted to push CD everywhere because they were paying the artists less money, and it was an opportunity for them to sell us all our own record collection uh, all over again. And um, I think people discovered that, that you know people treasure records. I mean, I think again, Johnny Marr says, you know, uh, vinyl is this like deluxe version, this crappy little thing, the CD, which it is. I mean, I think um, it's like comparing uh, instant coffee with proper coffee. Um, it, there's a quality about it. I mean, I know myself in the, in my car. You know, I've got CDs that are not in the cases, or listen to it, and I'll just put it in the good department, so it's not in its case. I would never dream of doing that with a, with a record, which is something that, that you actually that you actually treasure. I think the lesson is, is, is that clearly, you know, that the independent stores have got to offer things that that that, um, that you're not going to get uh, down your supermarket, and many of them do that anyway with the sort of service and and, and you know the court. The, because you the, the the title of the film is the rise the fall and the rebirth and what yeah. what have been the qualities of that rebirth and, and what do you think we could learn from the rebirth of independent record shops that, that what can it teach us about the rebirth of local economies in the wider sense do you think your um, favourite record shop and why?
independent, so everyone is different. So every record shop I go into, you know, I will discover something different. Uh, a great example was when, when we when we did the filming of the store of the of the shots for the film, and between myself and the producer and the cameraman, the sound man, we spent over five hundred pounds on records uh, whilst we were, were touring the country, and that was just a great example. It's all four plus set up for the journey. Never intended to buy any records or anything, but it's just while we were waiting while somebody else was filming, or you know, uh, you had a free moment, you'd flick through the racks and, we, and we'd find things. And um, you know, for me, that's it. You know, that's still the joy. Every shop is different, and you're always going to find something that you like. I always loved that thing when I was about 14 of going in to buy some particular record that I wanted to buy and uh, taking it up to the counter and the person would buy and go, you don't want to buy that shit. You want to listen to this and play some life-changing, incredible thing you'd never have come across otherwise. Yeah, I mean, there's, again, there's lovely lines in the film. Um, I think um, Ashley from Spillers says that uh, nothing beats um, giving somebody something over the counter and saying, have you heard this? And it, it's so true, you know, when that person comes back and goes, wow, that is absolutely fantastic. You know, and, that, and that's what, yeah, that's what record stores do. You know, there's no, there's no hype there. You know, people have not paid for marketing space uh, in the stores. I mean, I was, you know, uh, I, mean, I mean, the nearest supermarket to me is, is I've got a Sainsbury's and, uh, you know, they're always next to their till, they're always racking out um, one CD that they're promoting. And, of course, it's always something like Darius or Liam Jackson or Alexander Berg or some X-Factor failure. And that's always their big priority. And, you know, record stores, you know, I can remember record stores pushing Adele when she first came out and, you know, Florence and the Machine. And if whichever band that's made it, it's normally, you know, unless it's a TV reality type thing, it's normally the independent record store who's picking up on it first and promoting it first. I remember, yeah, Revolver always used to have this blackboard outside with new in this week, and uh, yeah. I could never I mean, walk past I mean, the blackboard. Revolver's a great example. You know, I would, I would go to Bristol and I would visit six record stores in a day, and I'd go to Bristol and i sell to one record store in Bristol. And that's, yeah, that's how times have changed, you know, yeah. and, you know how tough it got for independent record stores. And what I love about it is that you don't, you don't propose that somehow record shops, independent shops should be kind of pickled in aspic as a national treasure or that somehow they should be, you know, protected from uh, from the predatory market. You know, the, the tone of the film is very kind of upbeat and that actually on their own terms uh, they're kind of coming out fighting and finding a new way of doing things. And, you know, in the wider context, I suppose, there's all the kind of... Um, upsurge of microbreweries and pop-up shops and all those kind of businesses very much along the same line i mean do you do you get a sense that in the in the rebirth of the independent record shop there is a, a wider message for the for the economy Relief, you know, they're now playing for the first time on a on a, a 
way should be part of the way we buy our music. You know, there's nothing wrong with with downloading, and people want to listen to Spotify. That's that's great. You know, they're all they're all good things. But again, it, it goes back to that. You know, downloading, buying physical product. It's it's the difference between instant coffee, which I drink, and and proper coffee, which I, I much prefer, uh, really. So I I, I mean. I'd like to think that anybody who sees the film and they run an independent business or they're involved in an independent business, it would inspire them to feel that, you know, that, that there's so much warmth out there for independent businesses. The one thing I found about doing the film is there's thousands and thousands of people like me who, who want to shop in an independent store and, um, and whose music taste goes beyond the X Factor, basically. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, because um, yeah, because I'm ringing from from Tottenham, where we've got Drift Records, who are fantastic, kind of one of the best record shops I've ever been to, and they're just in our little town here. They're wonderful. It's fantastic, and you know, like this week, there's a new record shop opened in Plymouth. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there's a new record shop opened in Cambridge. You know, it's hard to believe that our university city, like Cambridge, has not had an independent record store for five years. I mean, people are seeing their opportunities and. Uh, in the country to open a record store, you know, if you're in a town, you know, that will have a demand for them. Um, so, so, you know, I, I genuinely feel that the independent record store, you know, the numbers are going to stay a bit similar to what they are at the moment. So I think that the decline, um, you know, has, has definitely, definitely been halted. Um, you know, between 2004 and 2009, you know, 541 independent record stores closed down since 2009. You know, we've actually got twelve more open than close, which is which is fantastic news for me. Brilliant, thank you, Graham. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you, Rob. And thanks as well. I, I had my uh, I had my Swell Maps album out last night, and I hadn't listened to it for about ten years, and it was fucking fantastic. I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you so much. All the best. Thanks for your time. Bye. Take care.